0: another another tim education session in mac miller
1: intro mm. hey eh? what do you think oh, pretty
0: solid. oh you get the lyrics well, too I don't need to lie no, no
2: more nowadays all I do is shine take a breath and ease my mind she'll cry no more she tell me that I get her high cause I ain't supposed to fly I ain't asking why no more oh no I take it if it's mine I'll stay inside the lines it ain't 2009 no more yeah I know what's behind that door
0: yeah. This is definitely what okay, he's into drugs. Eh? In the well, the he's always into drugs. The was but day I this is, what is got towards. Old. So, this album came out a month before he died.
2: And this song. Actually, I'm going to
0: pause it for a second. I'm going to go back 10 seconds because I think. Uh, maybe not And I just want to show you some of the lyrics. So. Two thousand and nine was around the time where he got his record
3: deal. Okay.
0: And this song is about him not understanding what he was getting into, and how it impacted his life in a negative standpoint, and how like he's past that now, but how much it fucked him up when he like going through it, basically, and how much the music industry fucked him up. It's funny because it's got such a beautiful intro. Yeah. And once again, no samples. Like he doesn't there's no samples in the <laughs> song. It's literally just produced. Him uh like he co-produced it. And uh and like he hired like the actual orchestra everything. Like it's a full original piece. But yeah, that's what this song's about. It's such a like impactful song, and then you realize like how much the music industry like fucked
2: this guy over. So who signed him? Was it like
3: Universal, like one of the big companies, or? Oh,
0: I gotta look this up real quick,
3: cause I got to uh, follow no. up to that. If it if it was one of those companies, would we still have a Mac Miller around today if Shady would have grabbed him up? ushered him around like a little bit like a little more protection.
0: Mm, good question. Um, he signed a record label with Rostrum Records, which was an independent. That's when he released Kids, the Breakthrough. Um and then in 2014 he got picked up after uh after his second studio album he got picked up by warner brothers yeah
3: yeah i kind of figured something like that like that money is so hard to to turn away from mm-hmm. but there's so much little money to be made that you get enticed by the big money but it comes with so many fucking strings people do not seem happy in hollywood like big mu- music or anything like if you can just make it by Get your get a solid fan base I don't know you seem much much happier in the long run
0: mm-hmm. yeah um so this record label that found him they also found Wiz Khalifa as well. He's Obviously a... Wiz Khalifa popped off around the same time Mac Miller did okay uh Wiz Khalifa sued this record label <laughs> <Roaster Records. laughs> yeah um, alleging that the parties had profited from virtually every aspect of his professional life through a 360 deal signed in 2005 when he was a teenager the suit alleged that Grinberg <coughs> the guy who founded Roast Records entered into deals with Warner Brothers Records and Atlantic Records for his recordings Uh, They followed with their own lawsuit a month later, seeking millions of dollars in unpaid royalties and earnings from touring and merchandising. Uh, So they countersued. Um, Let's see, did they settle? Agreement. Uh, Rappers former manager has resolved their lawsuits against each other. So they settled joint settlement agreement based off these lawsuits uh, but yeah whenever an artist sues a record label it's always interesting right and then they re-released best day ever uh, Mac Miller's breakout mixtape uh, fi- like a five year Greenberg? re-release
3: yeah <laughs> that's
1: probably what yeah. set
3: Kanye off mm <clears throat> <laughs> did, you, did you hear him saying, "I can't be uh, anti-Semitic because I'm black, and black people are yeah. Jews"?
0: <laughs> oh my god, man!
3: Uh, he's
1: a musical uh,
0: genius. <laughs> it's so fucked up because, like, Kanye as a musician is brilliant, but Kanye as a person is just fucking like he clearly is off his meds. And it's kind of just sad.
3: <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like he, I have a great deal of sympathy for Kanye, which is is weird to to contemplate. But like, the guy is obviously mentally unwell, and he needs yeah. like not institutionalization, but he needs people in his life to like care about him to make sure he's taking his medication. But is that like a choice yeah. thing?
0: Well, and this is the thing. Uh the first time that Kanye went like super batshit crazy, like not just like taking the mic from Taylor Swift like that, but like actual crazy was after his mother died.
3: Oh, okay. And
0: now this second time where it's like full he goes full Kanye is post his divorce. I think it's clear that like the people that were taking care of him, not being around him, has a negative impact on him. and he's not able to take care of himself and function
3: that would have been a lot of work for the people in his life like if they were the ones like keeping him on the straight and narrow or like keeping him subdued but then yeah I I can't even imagine one of the greatest SNL bits I've seen in years I happened to be watching with mom the other night and it was sketchers being like hey We didn't make a deal with Kanye. (laughs) That's pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's Uh, a good bit. (laughs) uh, I think Skechers is kind of relevant. Don't you?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a great bit. Uh, And that was the Amy Schumer episode. Look at you expanding your horizons.
3: uh, I think Amy's coming was last week. I didn't get to see that one. I'm going to watch the the rerun of it. I love Amy Schumer. I think she's real (laughs) solid. Uh, Dave Chappelle next week, which I'm really surprised with how left-leaning I've noticed SNL going with Dave's troubles. If they're going to address that or if it's going to be Dave Chappelle's untouchable, let him go and do whatever he wants.
0: I think, I think they're going to let him do what he wants. I think SNL's left-leaning, but I don't think they're so far left that they, like, ignore comedy. Yeah. Right? I think there's enough people in the writer's room that are like, all right, we got to poke fun. Like, they make fun of Biden a ton, for mm-hmm. example.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. That They had another one where they were like, who <laughs> Who are we going to vote for? <laughs> like, Biden's done his time. Like, he did a good job. Like, oh, thank you for your service. But, like, who are we going to put up? <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. uh oh my god
3: <laughs> i'd like to clarify because saying left-leaning these days seems to be interpreted as an attack as the left or used as like a sledgehammer by the right i don't care that they're left-leaning i'm left-leaning i'm cool with
1: it <laughs> <clears throat> yeah yeah <laughs> we live in dangerous <laughs> be very times clear about that. yeah <laughs>
3: uh hell yeah let's uh keep listen
2: to the song
0: yes sir <laughs>
2: i don't have a dog but that's all right with me take it nice and easy took a flight to see me send you back home with a light that's beaming the whole team about to figure it out we ice cold that's what Windham we're about and sometimes sometimes i wish i took a simpler route of having demons, that's as big as my house, mm-hmm. have a ball with a dribble.
0: There's another one. Like, clearly someone that's going through some fucking shit. Like, uh, instead of having demons, that's as big as my house. And I actually like Mac Miller a lot because there's two things. One is he's got such a mellow flow that, like, it gives you time to process while you're listening. Yeah. like there's a break after every bar a little bit, and you're like, oh, oh, and then the other thing is it's pretty straightforward. like there's metaphors in there, but like for the most part, it's he tells you how he's feeling and uh but like in a in a simple way, but not simple where like it's not simple where you can dismiss it and be like, this guy's a moron like it's simple in the sense like you kind of feel his pain. yeah and that's what i've always liked about him and that's that's part why i'm like back on this song again
2: bounce because the party ain't over till they kicking me out yeah isn't it funny we can make a lot of money buy a lot of things just to feel a lot of ugly i was gay high and money looking for what was looking for me but I don't need to lie no more. Nowadays, all I do is shine, take a breath, and ease my mind. She don't cry no more.
3: Can we go back? Tell me, Dad, i get her high, yeah. cause the
2: angel's supposed to fly. to
3: go back just 10 seconds. I wanna to listen to that last. But I
2: don't need to lie. By a lot of oh, you did? It went back right. lot of okay. ugly. <laughs> I was gay, high, and muddy. Looking for what was looking for me. But I don't need to lie no more. Nowadays all I do is shine Take a breath and ease my mind She don't cry no more She tell me that I get her high Cause the angel's supposed to fly I ain't good.
3: We won't pause for too long I just it, it, It's getting to me That he's like right here With his voice Like his diction <laughs> is completely gone at this point And it is somebody that is At the height of their career But also down and out like, if a homeless person was to that way, you wouldn't be surprised. If you don't tell yeah. me that, we're high because an angel's supposed to fly. I ain't asking why no more.
0: I also think uh, it's also regional a little bit, too. Okay. Like, he never had it to this extent, but he, he always had a little bit of that. I think it's just kind of like, like almost that Pittsburgh accent a little bit. Oh, The way interesting. that they talk, plus drugs. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I was, I was, uh, what was it? I was, yeah, high and muddy. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: It's a, uh, it's like a double entendre that captures being young and confused. Like, yay, high, like you were small and muddy, confused, right? Like, also, yay, high, like fucked up on cocaine. And muddy, also a term for being like fucked up from drinking. Right. So it's like very simple, but at the same time, once again, there's still some double entendre stuff like that in there that I can appreciate. But like he's talking about how he was fucked up back then Mm -hmm. because he was young and confused. And he's fucked up now because he's high and drunk. Right, and it just it hits a whole different level
3: when you look at it that way. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking. We talked about it yeah. before, but like the, he was the guy that was so eager and happy in the beginning. It mm-hmm. it is very stark to see what happened to him. And you said this just a month before he died, eh? Yeah, yeah, just a month before he died. The whole
0: swimming album. Is uh, kind of along the lines of that whole circles album, mm-hmm. the album, his posthumous album that we we listen to. The whole swimming album may be even better, and it's, it's circles was kind of, it was basically like swimming part two, almost. Okay. Yeah, that's how I kind of look at it. <clears throat> but yeah we don't need to listen to the full song just like I just want to give you a taste of what I've been listening to lately uh and you've been listening to
3: like dark folk <laughs> I would say and
0: then yeah I was fish. uh I was
1: surprised the whole uh in
0: hell being good company I was like damn that's got some banjo in it <laughs> yeah
3: uh I blame Chalupa. He introduced me to it. Uh, it's uh, I found that when I was listening to his suggestion, "Amigo the Devil," which is great and uh, lyrically full, a lot of just real instruments, which I seem to be searching for more and more in the music that I'm yeah. listening to. That's why I'm going back to like '60s, '70s rock. I'm looking for anything that'll get me pumped up while I run, because I kind of just zone out, and that's where I've been uh trying Mm -hmm. to write so but the the dark folk seems to be fitting with what i'm trying to write so i'm setting whole scenes to some of these songs
0: (laughs) nice man yeah let's uh see if this is it oh this is like oh wait maybe I don't know what the dude looks like to know whether this is him or someone's cover.
3: Neither do I, but I think this is right. He's going to be joined by a band soon. Yeah, it's it's them. A little bit of, uh, what was it, Little Lion Man, uh... <laughs>
0: We'll deal with the fact that it bothers me so much that the sound's not aligned. But <laughs> I just won't watch. I'll just listen.
2: Stop on a count down in good company.
3: This has been great Halloween music for like taking a walk at night. Nice. When
0: bluegrass is done right, it's awesome. And when folk music is done right, it's
2: great. Uh,
3: There's something else that I want to introduce you to and get your honest opinion about. Roast me if uh, it is not your thing. Alright, let's see it. Or listen to it. Okay. I found
2: a love For me but Darling, just dive right in And follow my lead
3: So this guy, the guy on the piano, he's the one that set this uh, whole thing up. I came across him a few years ago. I've been listening on and off ever since. They just do old style covers of new music. Um, oh. They started off in this fucking little apartment uh, room and like, they'll have tap dancers in. There's one song where they're like lighting a saxophone on fire in this little fucking room and eventually, they get to the point that they're renting out these beautiful halls and stuff. But uh, it's made me appreciate some new music actually, because I, I, I hear the lyrics and it gets me into more.
0: In a completely, hear them in a completely different way.
3: Like they do, genie in the bottle, and I know it's gimmicky, but like even that song is fucking good.
1: solid
0: yeah it's not it's very solid it's also got like like really good harmonizing for the backup vocals and this reminds me of here um you may have seen some of these let me pick an artist at least
3: Before we leave Postmodern Jukebox, if anybody's looking for them, jump on uh, YouTube. Whatever kind of style of music you're into, you can look for their versions. But I will give them credit. The backup vocalists all seem to get a chance to cycle through and do their own songs, too. And uh, I don't know if the tambourine man's still in there, but there was this guy who was flaming, flamingly gay, and he would just show up and, like, fucking rock out on the tambourine for a couple of minutes and then disappear. And you never knew which song he was going to show up for. It was fantastic.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. No, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. Um, But NPR does these things called Tiny Desk Concerts. I don't know if you've ever seen them. but like, here. Didn't
3: Mac Miller get one of his?
0: Mac Miller's done one... Uh, here's Rex Orange County. But
2: to see, no loving is easy when everything's perfect. Please don't change a single little thing for me. But listen, girl, when you can't even hide
0: it, can it? But it's literally just like in an office, in someone's office, and they just push shit out of the way, own uh, own and practice they practice just fit a bunch of instruments in this tiny room. Me. Right? It's, it's awesome because it also people aren't with a mixing board it's actually people playing instruments which I agree
3: is what uh, so I'm all about mistakes it. right
0: yeah I'm a big fan of Rex Orange County by the way
3: I'm gonna definitely check them out yeah this is waking up music this would be real pleasant with a coffee in the morning.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: I wonder if... Uh, I don't know if it'll show up. Because this doesn't pull off YouTube. I think it just pulls off like what people posted on Facebook. <laughs> That's the vibe that I get. Um, but that song... You can see here's a good example just we're not gonna actually watch the whole thing but like this is mac miller's
3: oh that's fucking cool he got a whole piano in there
2: yeah uh this is where it gets
0: intense so
3: Alright, just for the audience, what we're seeing is there's about 15 people, they have a full grand piano, three violin- violinists, a bass guitarist, an electric guitarist, guy on drums, in a cubicle. It, maybe
0: a cello <laughs> behind there as well. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes. Yeah. yeah. Mac Miller, just he's got his feet up, he looks relaxed and happy. This is a hell of a setup. Mm-hmm. You still see people's coffee um... cups on their desks and shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's uh. So this was recorded August sixth, twenty eighteen. My birthday. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was recorded on your birthday. Fuck you, uh, Mac Miller.
3: What's this about me?
0: One month from this date is when Mac Miller passed away.
2: Wow. First time, like twenty minutes ago. So, thank you guys. <laughs>
0: But like, they had to bring in these musicians that didn't even know it and just learn the song. But this is the song that I was just playing for you. I can't imagine like having that kind of talent. To just pick something up in 20 minutes? Anything. Concentration faces.
3: <laughs> There's no fucking pretense to any of this. Everybody yeah, just looks
2: like no a little a little bit a little bit a little a Tell me, did I get a high cause an angel supposed to
0: fly? I ain't asking why no more. Not taking an electronic kid,
2: interesting.
1: Two
2: thousand nine, no more. Yeah, I know what's behind that door. Okay, you gotta jump in to swim. The light was dim, and this life is sin. Every day I wake up and
1: breathe.
0: You feel that bass coming?
2: That's all right me.
0: Take it. Nice Dude, listen to the bass come in right here.
2: Feel that? <laughs> it. Nice and
0: easy oh, man. And
2: yeah, like these things, the just like that
0: postmodern, oh my god, I could watch these all day. I could literally, and then I wait, like, it's 4am, I'm like, fuck, I should have been in bed two hours <laughs> ago. Like, <laughs> this... Is, is the worst for me man I go down rabbit holes with that kind of stuff but like I love it I I already I just subbed to the uh to the what's it called Uh postmodern one yeah I'll go through all those um another artist let's see if I can find a video let me know what you think of this this one's different you want something different
3: something different give me something different
0: Shows up. This is gonna be hard because it's gonna pull up so much that's fucking. Oh, this is gonna be so difficult. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it. It's so frustrating. There's a song. There's an artist, and the artist's name is Japanese Breakfast, (laughs) and she's amazing, but. You try typing that in a watch later, (laughs) watch Mm -hmm. together, and, (laughs) uh, let me see if I add, like, lyrics or something, if I get it, uh, or just be sweet, lyrics, oh, there's a Fender thing, Mm hmm, I wish I could just put in a link. Light, right? Wouldn't that be so great? Yeah. Uh, lots of cool things. So I'm going to hit play now and tell me what you think of this song. Completely different, but I fucking love it.
3: Funky. Mm hmm. You're always gonna win me over with a little synth.
1: (laughs)
0: I'm fucking in love with this song.
1: <laughs> That's
0: awesome, dude! Like, absolutely in love with it. It's uh, it's something about this song that uh, it's like '80s vibes to a T for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's yeah, not just '80s vibes, but it's also like her voice is unexpectedly powerful. Like, but she she doesn't you get the feeling like she is a more powerful voice than the song allows her to be. So she downplays what she can do.
3: That's interesting. Cause I was thinking that she's pretty close to getting overpowered by the music there. Like, I think she downplays her voice. Yeah.
0: That's what I think. Uh, but she also does, uh, Ooh, that's a good example. Uh, This one, here's a good one.
3: really good in those uh the movies you were showing me the ones with uh bill murray uh geez i can't remember his name uh fuck the artsy flicks bill murray's always like the
0: oh oh this definitely would fit in with wes anderson films thank you My absolutely yeah yeah Uh, like i would be surprised if in the next wes anderson film japanese breakfast isn't on the soundtrack It also, this song gives me dive bar vibes.
3: Oh, okay.
0: Like, you know, like, picture you're walking into a bar and there's just someone playing music. Like, just a chick playing music. Does the start of this song not give you that vibe, just a solo chick in a bar? Like, with, like, a no-name band? I don't know why it gives me that like vibe uh and just completely different tones to the music right you have like this like as i said this like dive bar kind of like artsy song and then you have this like pop 80s pop song as well yeah right i like them both like yeah i'm just a big fan of japanese breakfast right now man
3: i like it i'm definitely gonna listen for that i'm like i was thinking like a walk with my dog like just kind of mm-hmm. wandering the streets go to an area i haven't been before where you don't know where you are and just feel uh, lost for a minute mm-hmm. no that would be
0: that would be pretty cool uh do you want to um, try a
3: song called uh it's by the band modern baseball and it's called the weekend Uh, the front bottoms are also really good but these guys are the guys that reignited my love for pop punk oh I do like pop punk
2: to turn me into goo praise whatever it ended with a smile this for a bit of sad a little while I expected you to save the day with sly remarks like he's so cute and whatever you want. though the
0: white jacket didn't fit the friends I came I really like this guy's voice.
3: Well, and it's interesting, I was listening to some of their newer music, and he's gone to being the guitarist, and one of the guitarists has jumped up into the the main role.
0: Huh. Interesting.
3: little oh, touch no. of misanthropy, I always need that in a good pop around. punk song. So like this is like a, a that's one of the like my go to songs that I love. But if I want to feel depressed, uh, there's a band called Aaron West, a, a. Ron, uh, and the Roaring Twenties. And the name of the song is Our Apartment. He has a like a more mainstream pop punk thing, but the Roaring Twenties is it's kind of dark he lost his dad and then he started to write he got alcoholic a little bit lost his daughter He's huh. the first dance we'll definitely watch this
0: one pull up a little bit of info that we can take a look at while we're doing it this is my young brian Now you get to see behind the scenes
1: <laughs> a
2: picture of apartment Picture the bedroom and how the floor still a mess. Well, I pictured your office in mid Manhattan. I pictured you walking and I bet you laid again. More banjo. Yeah, I was gonna
0: say the banjo's there.
2: And you smile.
1: So... That mustache, she don't know what you're thinking, but she
2: knows that it is bad. So I'm back home. Turn the shower on.
1: I'll let the washing machine turn the wall. Guy looks like
0: Clark Duke. Add all oh, that.
3: Read it over. Good call. <laughs> You see the uh gauges in that one guy's ears? They're like yeah. little hoops.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. I like the idea at the wedding. <laughs>
3: then like this is literally the most upbeat song on the album mm-hmm.
2: of your to build you a a of
3: like that lyric is awesome yeah it's a good fucking wow such an angry song but hidden behind like the the oh yeah I love it the
0: juxtaposition of the music and the tone of the music with the song I fucking love it
3: yeah, you couldn't oh, have that any better than like a wedding song as the video.
0: Yeah, and it's just like it, it, it's a it's a build up. Like you can kind of tell where it's going, um, but like this, basically the uh, the penultimate verse. It just it, like it's exactly like you said. I found enough of your hairpins to build you a monument, a statue to loneliness. <laughs>
3: Oh, that's such a great line. I threw my cell phone because <laughs> you won't fucking return my calls. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, man, that's uh. Add that to my Spotify.
3: There's one song where he's uh talking with his mom basically about God and whether or not he believes in God anymore because of the loss of his father. And he reaches into the back of his car that he's living in to grab his dad's Bill's hat that he gave him. And it just... Mm. Like, you can't listen to this uh, music in the summertime. This is cold weather, like, deep dark winter kind of music.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah, Philadelphia. It's what... Both, uh, both of the bands that you brought up were from Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Something about Philadelphia music reaching out to you, <laughs> hitting your soul.
3: <laughs> Mac Miller was Philly too, right?
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Mac Miller is Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania oh, Pittsburgh. as well, though. Okay, just opposite side of Pennsylvania.
3: Cobblestones uh, and depression is what speaks to my soul. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man i've been uh have been listening to a lot of random stuff lately I've been like going back into like a lot older stuff but I've also Taylor Hawkins' death kind of reignited my love for the foo fighters
3: um did I tell you I was dumb enough to buy a ticket for the blink one eighty two concert yeah I know <laughs> it's three hundred and eighty dollars. Yeah, I just I got yeah. offered the ticket, and I was like, "You're you got them?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, like I can I can sell it. Like it's not a problem, man. I know, I know you got some stuff going on. I'm like, no, I'll fucking work some overtime. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking at the point I'm now serious. to cover the dog's vet bills. I'm considering selling my collection uh, next week at a toy fair. I'm like, no. <laughs> i'll spend four hundred more dollars
0: only four hundred more <laughs> i'm gonna try to find uh I feel like they'll probably go in order oh you got uh got man from the struts playing with uh playing with the what's it called playing with the rest of queen there's Okay, here it is. Okay, so the Taylor Hawkins tribute concert. I talked about this a bit with you and Chalupa. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to show it to you.
1: More on the Taylor Hawkins tribute
3: concert. Uh, just before we get into it, um, can you give us a little more context for who Taylor Hawkins was and what how big this concert is, just quickly for the audience that might uh, not be familiar. Yeah, so
0: Taylor Hawkins was the drummer of the Foo Fighters. Uh If you've listened to this podcast enough, you know Foo Fighters are my favorite band. A lot of that actually has to do with Taylor Hawkins, not Dave Grohl. Taylor Hawkins is the reason why I have a drum kit. Uh, He's the reason why I play drums. Uh,
3: Do you still play today?
0: I haven't had the kit set up since we moved into this house. Not true. I set it up and I had to take it down because our basement is not finished. And uh, drums be loud.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm actually... I was just looking into buying an electric... Uh, like a Yamaha electric kit.
3: I've heard good things.
0: They don't make much noise. Yeah. So I think I may do that because I, I sat down on a buddy's drum kit maybe like a month ago and I just felt rusty. So uh, Taylor Hawkins, drummer for the Foo Fighters. I am a huge music head like I consider myself a big music head Taylor Hawkins next level like audiophile Yeah, and because of that he left a lasting impression on so many musicians lives because he just loved their music right and all he wanted to do was talk to them about music and it wasn't in some ways he was a fan right and in other ways he was just a peer that like knew so much so he's very well-respected. Um, with the Foo Fighters, and I'm going to preface this for you, Tim, and for any of the listeners, the song, Times Like These, it... There was a part where the Foo Fighters went on hiatus because Taylor Hawkins od back in the early
3: 2000s. Okay.
0: And... They went on hiatus so he could go into recovery and during that hiatus dave grohl went on to play with queens of the stone age and uh when the band got back together to record their new studio album it just nothing felt the same it all felt forced they like they didn't like it the band no one was happy and
3: cohesion kind of thing
0: yeah there was no cohesion and Dave put a lot of that on himself and for leaving and going to play with Queens of the Stone Age. So they went on another hiatus. And during that hiatus, Dave was in a like large point of depression. And in that depression he realized how important the band was to him. And how important his relationship with Taylor was. And he wrote times like these. And uh, it's sometimes it's sometimes in the best moments of your life that you write amazing music. And sometimes in sad moments of your life that you write amazing music. So I take Everlong, for example. Uh, another Foo Fighters song. Probably their most popular song. Dave wrote that when it was about a woman he'd just met. Right. Okay. Um, and had potentially a one night stand with, et cetera, et cetera. This is the opposite of that. Like, Everlong is a happy song, masked, like, it's not happy. Times like this, these is a love song to his bandmates and a love song to Taylor. And it's an apology song oh, for almost fucking up the band. Yeah. So when you listen to it and you listen to the lyrics, and you see his reaction live so that little uh the hawk there that's taylor hawkins like logo so when they set it up at wembley you can see uh across from the stage in the audience is like this massive hawk and it's almost like dave singing to that cool it's just so emotional um
3: Dude is choked up. I yeah.
2: I'm a street light shining now. I'm a white light blind and bright, burning off and on. Mm-hmm.
0: So you can see the hawk? Yeah. It's
2: times like these to learn to live. It's times
1: like these
3: the again. he shook off that first lyric like he didn't do it good enough mm-hmm
0: This is the, the second verse, is where it crushes me to hear him sing it.
2: I, I'm a new, day I'm a brand new sky. Stars
0: This right here.
3: crying right now.
1: Yeah.
0: Just him. Just he's crying. No (laughs) one
3: else. Seems like the wrong time to cheer.
1: Yeah.
0: I have a funny Radiohead story after this to tell you about the wrong time
1: to cheer. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I bet he's so happy To be able to just walk away And rock out right there And just jam
3: Who's on the drum kit They have a picture of somebody
0: Oh, uh, that's John Freese I think He's like a studio musician Okay So they rotated drummers During this whole six hour event Like, Travis Barker did some songs. Uh, like, a bunch of other drummers. Roger Taylor.
3: They got, like, Goldie Hawn or something like that on his drum kit.
0: Oh, that's the Taylor Hawkins thing? So he used to put, like, there was always, like, the most random drum kits.
3: That's awesome. Yeah. Fuck it, why not, man?
0: Uh... His kid, man. Alright, real quick. I think it's at the end. Anyways. Oh, Everlong. So, I think it was before Everlong. I think they finished with Everlong. So, we're gonna go back here.
3: Do you think this will be remembered as a moment in history, or is this... There's just too much stuff. I think it's too small for that. Yeah.
0: I think it's too small for that. I don't. Uh, I don't think they were "quote unquote" legendary enough. The Foo Fighters. I think for people that were Foo Fighters fans, yeah, uh, it and people that are deep music fans, it is a massive moment. Uh, fucking Plex, I swear, to God. All right, here we go. There was this. Want something crazy?
1: Now, we've got the little guy. Ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, one more drummer that's gonna come up and play with us tonight. And uh, let me tell you, I don't think I've ever seen anyone hit the drums as hard as this person. But beyond that,
3: he's a member of our family
1: and uh, he needs to be here tonight with all of us and uh, I think it makes sense that he's going to come up and play with us tonight ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Mr. Shane Hawkins on the drums
0: so son, son Taylor Hawkins' son come out
3: see the fucking biceps on that kid?
0: yeah well if you see how hard he fucking hits the drums look he tried to count them in already, look with the sticks <laughs> he
3: started
1: to count them in <laughs> <laughs> just
0: excited but nervous right
3: he's handling it better than fucking any other kid should
1: yeah Shane starts song.
0: jesus but it's it's like father like son man like, Taylor Hawkins may hit the drums harder than anyone else I've ever seen play drums live. His son may hit them harder. Like, it's... nuts. The amount of sticks that kid probably will go through <laughs> in his life.
3: I hope the music doesn't die with him. The stick yeah,
0: I really hope. I could see the Foo Fighters getting in a a uh, situation like um, like Led Zeppelin, where Jason Bonham toured with them for a bit. Oh, cool! Or didn't really tour. Did the uh, did the like the big London show back in the like mid two thousands? Uh, yeah, I could see that. But yeah, man, like that tribute concert just hit home for me Uh, it was really cool because you got to see so many different musicians and you got to see like musicians that you just forgot about Um, like you got to see like the pretenders it's like who the fuck Taylor Hawkins loved the pretenders cool (laughs)
1: like you just
0: wouldn't have thought about it right so it's stuff like that that like uh, for a music head man it's a six hour thing I paid for a Paramount Plus U.S. subscription just to get it uh, to be able to watch the six-hour one because I couldn't find it anywhere.
3: This is probably going to get cut up into multiple episodes. So on a previous episode, we had mentioned uh, outrage culture today where people are pretty addicted to being angry at things. It's like one of the reasons I got off social media is that I was seemingly getting off on, like, being pissed about fucking inane things. But, uh, yeah, it's nice when you have someone, like, how you're describing Taylor Hawkins, that loves things. Because you don't get too many cheerleaders anymore who are just, like, they can make you love a band that you would have, like, <laughs> that's dumb. But if they tell you, like, no, man, listen to the fucking guitar and, like, the words coming out right now, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I fucking love them too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That's exactly it, man. Uh, like I used to have a buddy in high school, and like you hear all your friends' bands. You hear, uh, like bands from your high school. Like uh, I went to the same high school as Billy Talent, Ooh. and when uh, like they were a couple years before me, and like I remember I was in AV. And they came back, and they did, like, the talent show. Like, they performed. They headlined our talent show. (laughs) So I got to, like, meet them. And I wasn't the biggest Billy Talent fan, but I hung out with one of them doing all the AV stuff because he used to do the AV stuff. He was in the same class that I was.
3: I was like, oh, that's really cool.
0: And he put me on this band, and, like, I would have written this off, but... Do you ever do you remember the band Ill Scarlet? They're from like Clarkson, Ontario. No. (laughs) No, I don't. Uh they like he put me on this band, and this guitarist can shred. And talking to talking to the guitarist of Billy Talent about him, I was like, dude, I could care less. Like this guitarist is solid. Here's the song
3: immediately casing a cool guitar. Yeah. I can immediately tell. <laughs> it's a great song, man. Known the music video, he's just chainsawing shit in his house for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just destroying
0: a house in Clarkson, Ontario.
3: <laughs> that house is worth $500,000 in today's dollars. Hundred and ten. dollars Yeah, nice now.
0: <laughs> the breakdown, too.
3: white guy with dreadlocks that would never fly today cancel <laughs> him
0: it's uh was that not fucking great that was first awesome. off yeah so first off that's fucking great secondly the guitarist even though during like the main parts of the song it's just like your classic like same punk chords that you typically hear. Yeah. It's the rhythm, the rhythmic guitar that he creates uh, to intro the song and to outro the song is it just so fitting to the song. Uh it's very unique. And uh yeah I, I can't get enough of it. So yeah, Ill Scarlet's the name of the band. Nothing Special's is the name of the song. It reminds me of like when I think of really good guitar uh and really unique guitar. I think like the strokes is a perfect example. I wanna like like I'm just gonna play like 10 seconds of Reptilia, but like it's such a unique guitar once again.
3: This is awesome. I've been struggling for music for uh the gym. Great for the rotation. Mm-hmm. if i have to listen to fucking metallica battery one more time fucking <laughs> goddamn old faceplant. plan,
0: dude older strokes even like not it doesn't need to be like old like reptilia but like 1251 also another good song to just vibe out too Yeah, man. I think the Strokes are extremely underrated, and were, but like really cool music to vibe out to. Great guitar, uh, just yeah. One of the, the more like when you can start to just like fixate on something, as you said, like it just in, it almost increases its value to you.
3: Yeah, right? I I find it very difficult to get lost into a show or a movie anymore, which uh, we're nearing the end of this uh, episode. I just wanted to thank you and recommend uh, Silicon Valley. Cause that's one of the first shows in a long time that I forgot that I was watching a show. I was a hundred percent invested in what was happening. I'm only a couple episodes deep, but like the writing is good. The characters oh, are fun, God. but uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking great. The second Kid dude, Rock I'm is happy. jamming out to two people in the fucking lawn,
1: and like he's like, I fucking hate circle.
0: It's so great, dude. <laughs> oh. I I love that show. Um, so Radiohead, yes, the Radiohead story. So I hope I can actually find. The specific part. But my wife and I were going to see Radiohead in, I think, I want to say, like, 2013. So back when we were first dating, at Downsview Park. And we were, like, a block away from Downsview Park, like, driven through traffic. And then we get an alert from Ticketmaster that the event's been canceled. Oh, no. And we're like, what the fuck? And it's like, you're we're refunding your tickets. You're like, no. refunding? It's not even, like, postponed. And it turns out that the stage collapsed and killed uh, one of their crew.
3: Oh my god!
0: Like one of their roadies. Yeah. So, uh, really fucked up. Fast forward to 2018, Radiohead's back out here, and we're like, oh man, uh, like we gotta go. Like we like my wife, Radiohead was one of her favorite bands. I say was. Because, man, this concert. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I've probably been to like a 100 concerts that I paid tickets for, at least. And my wife as well. And
3: I'm going We've to never like, been
0: to a worse concert.
3: I think I'm going <laughs> to my fourth concert. My first Damn, was man. Alice in Chains. <laughs> Second was Incubus. Don't remember my Incubus third small, one. all the concert. And then uh, this week... Oh, no, sorry, fifth, because I went to see the Arrogant Worms at a brewery. Uh (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this weekend is an ACDC cover band. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to dress up like Angus Young. It's going to be great.
0: (laughs) Um, Ah, man. Radiohead was the worst show that we've ever witnessed and it was Tom York is just like Radiohead's good like just chilling music to listen to mm-hmm. they're not good concert music and part of it has to do with the fact that Tom York came across like the most pretentious douchebag asshole <laughs> that like you can see and he did just a lot of like like in between songs there was like no fun there was no really like engaging the crowd. It was just a lot of like, "Thank you," and nothing like this. Next song is da 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 da, and we love playing it. Or there was no like Toronto. Like there was no pandering. <laughs> it was literally just like we're here for a paycheck. Here okay, we're gonna play you two hours of music. Shut the fuck up and listen. Like it wasn't even like sing along. It I'm, was, um,
3: I'm your song monkey. Uh, okay, I'm gonna play my music now.
0: <laughs> it, and then, uh, he, uh, at one point he stopped the crowd and he was like, All right, shh. I was like, Oh, okay. And he told the story of like Scott Johnson, the guy that passed away, and he was like, You know, we it took us a while to come back to Toronto uh if we could just have a moment of silence and you want to talk like drunk girls at the bill burr concert the moment of silence is just riddled with like
1: we love
0: you (laughs) and like people apologizing which made no sense it was like we're sorry (laughs) like (laughs) like, wait what I wish this person put timestamps. I'm gonna find it though. See? Like, they're literally switching instruments for like, a minute here.
3: And there's nothing. Have some banter, man. Yeah, just engage the crowd a little bit. Bust your guy, like guitarist, balls for a second because he doesn't have a mic.
0: Yeah, but like even just look at him.
3: Look at that face. Fucking sourpuss.
0: And just quiet. Another two minutes of just like nothing while they switch instruments and do their, like, little intro. Nothing? Jesus Christ. But, like, anything exciting that you've seen so far, Tim?
3: Nothing. It has seemed pretty plain and overly artsy. A lot of purple backdrops. Oh yeah, then they
0: just went off. For, like, 10 minutes out of nowhere in the middle of this I forgot about that it was like what is this like a piss break (laughs)
1: like (laughs) I don't understand
0: yeah I forgot about that that's not
3: it's weird as you scrub through it almost sounds like you're playing a U2 concert does not sound like I think Radiohead sounds like Mm. Mm hmm
0: but well, it was just a lot of that thanks i appreciate you guys and i was like okay and what i would be equivalent of a psychedelic trip <laughs> watching him dance.
3: like what <laughs> he dances like a white uncle he dances like he's about to tell you that all of your household cleaners are poison and you really need to switch <laughs> over to natural products.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Little flake, fake plastic trees. Damn. Did I miss it at the start? I don't think I did. Best part was the light show at the start. That was the best part. <laughs> but. Oh, that's crazy. Clearly, no one felt the need to record it because it was a mobile moment of silence, I guess. But it took about 10 minutes to do this mobile moment of silence. Because <laughs> people just kept yelling shit and he just wouldn't not do the moment of silence. <laughs> Fucking good for him, man. <laughs> He <laughs> eventually gave up. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> like it was, just, yeah. People um, just kept yelling, like "We're sorry." and It was just like, "What the fuck? What are you sorry about?" Right. Like, what? Are you just sorry that the person passed away, or are you just drunk and you feel the need to yell right now? Like, I, I do
3: the understand. one that built the stage. <laughs> My hands are bloody.
1: So sad. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god, it, it, worst concert experience.
3: Absolute worst. <laughs> oh my god, this has been stellar, man. But uh, I think it's time for us to wrap it's it getting up. Light. Yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. Uh, but enjoy your ill Scarlet.
3: <laughs> I fucking will. I'm gonna enjoy all of the the bands you've recommended. <laughs> I'll uh, try to write up a list, and I'll toss them into the chat yeah man and vice versa man
0: i like the i gotta get you know you uh you recommended Greta Van Fleet it's been a while since i've listened to Greta Van Fleet Uh, take a listen
3: i enjoy them better than Zeppelin now because like Zeppelin songs have been so overplayed that like this at least feels fresh
0: Mm. no fair enough i get that I uh, I, I definitely could recommend some less played Zeppelin for you. <laughs> I'll definitely
3: take that. But we'll do that next time because this has been Catch yeah. Critics Canada. Uh, I'm Tim, uh, joined by Brian. Yay. You can find us. Uh, you already fucking found us. We don't do anything on social media. You're yeah. part of the inner circle now, <laughs> folks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Spread the word,
0: though. If you like us and you find us entertaining, all we ask is that you please pass
3: on the word
0: to other people.
3: And if you don't find uh, us entertaining, send roasts to beardedandboard at gmail.com. Yeah. I, uh, I will gladly take roasts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh make me so happy, but I will roast you back. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to know I will roast you back you send roast I will find you online and we will do a live roast of you on the pod <laughs>
3: that would make me so happy uh, should we also do like an intro for the start of this episode like hey it's Tim and Brian and then join into it or just like fade in on a conversation
0: I like to fade in on a conversation man just a, just a rant <laughs> <laughs> fucking love it Uh, yeah sick oh my god that was awesome bye